Hello, this is Michael Ewer, and I'd like to invite you to The Michael Ewer Show, featuring student hosts and very special guests talking about a variety of interesting topics. You can find us on the Eagle Stream YouTube channel. Hello everyone, I'm Justice Silver, a student at Wake Tech, and today I'll be interviewing Dr. Oriendin Aja. Okay, thanks for having us. And he's a de department head of uh, engineering at Wake Tech Community College. And today he'll be uh, speaking about himself and all that he does and his endeavors and everything that he's looking forward to doing and pursuing. Um, first off, I'd like to ask you, uh, why are you here today? Today is an African-American celebration. This is probably my first one probably ever um, since I moved here to the United States, spent some time in Florida, never really had opportunity to go okay. to one. We okay. had clubs on, on campus where I used to teach where uh, we had a Nesby uh, National Society for Black Engineers group and we will host stuff like this but never really been to okay. uh, a celebration like this so before. This, so, yeah. this is like your first big opportunity as far Absolutely. as celebrating African-American history and culture overall. Absolutely. And how does it feel to be here to be a part of an event like this? It feels great. I'm <laughs> very, very fortunate to be invited. There's a lot that is going on. I'm hoping to spend some time walking around, looking at everything that is on there, but I see a lot of Africa here. Um, I see all the clothing everybody's wearing, and yes. it brings me right back at home. So it's ma great. Makes yeah. you feel back at home. Absolutely. So being that you're from yeah. the original, you know, you're from the Mecca, the motherland, right. so to speak. Being in America, yeah. right? Are there some struggles or like some things that you feel as though you wish people uh, respected or just kind of, uh, how would I say? Do you wish there's some things that people knew more about Africa, so to speak? I think actually people are getting to know more about Africa. Okay. Um, now there's been the opportunity for people to go back to Africa. And I'm actually happy now that when people say Africa, they know that it's got 52, if not yes. 54. <laughs> it's not just one country, country. It's, it's one a country. continent. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, uh, that's good. That's, that's good. I remember when I first came here, so probably about 25 years ago, uh, there was a lot that people didn't know about Africa, um, but I think now maybe due to technology, people are becoming aware. Absolutely. Yes, so yeah, there isn't okay. uh, too much probably mm -hmm. naiveness around this day. So yeah. Now, what's your uh, nationality? Where in Africa are you from? So I'm from Ghana, West Africa. Okay. Yeah. Ghana, so, West Africa. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, you were born in Germany, correct? Correct. correct. So could you tell me about the journey from Ghana, I mean, from Germany to Ghana, to, Ghana. to Florida to here? <laughs> could you give us a quick uh, Absolutely, absolutely. So I was born in Germany, Berlin, when it was still then West and East. East, oh, after um, uh, World War II. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, I was only five years old, so I couldn't tell uh, you a lot about uh, my translation uh, to Ghana. <laughs> But I know we got on the plane, we got to we got to Ghana. I grew up in Ghana, went to high school in Ghana. Right after high school, I had an opportunity to come to the United States to pursue my college uh, degree. Oh, wow. uh, so I actually came here, started back at a Principia College back in uh, St. Louis. Uh, probably the closest uh, place to, it's actually in Elsa, but the places, closest place to Elsa is St. Louis, back in Missouri. Wow. So yeah. So I did, uh, did some time there, got my degree, and then moved to University of Central Florida. Uh, spent some time there too. Met my wife there, oh, wow. which is always, okay. always, <laughs> always a class, yes. Uh, so Two did, for one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Got my master's degree there, and then um, eventually uh, went for my doctorate degree as well uh, from University of Central Florida. Uh, did some industry work there, studied structural engineering, so did some bridges uh, back in Florida, and then decided to 
test the waters of academia and here I am today. Here in North Carolina. Uh, absolutely. So actually from Florida, I didn't go back to Missouri where I was the department head there for the engineering program that just started. So I did that for five years, graduated some students, uh, program was good and moved here to North Carolina for my next challenge. What made you want to relocate here? If you were the department head there, why do you want to become the department head here? If I may ask. Very good question. Okay. I've always kind of wanted to spread that opportunity to okay. others. So it's always been my intention that once I get the Missouri uh, school going to a very good point to look for the next opportunity. Um, three years ago, we visited North Carolina and my wife, thanks to my wife, who's always kind of very supportive to new ideas and new challenges okay. per se, you know, we decided where will be our next move. and. Okay. Um, she said North Carolina seemed to be the, the great place. I've always, by the way, wanted a community college experience because okay. I feel like that is part of what is missing in my whole uh, academia journey. Uh, uh, I did, again, University of Central years. Florida, four years, graduate school program, went to a very small liberal school mm -hmm. back in Missouri, uh, Principia, to get it started. Uh, so I've kind of experienced kind okay. of all... And broadened your horizons. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the only part that was missing was uh, the community college component, which my wife, by the way, was fortunate to go to a community college. So she praises community college and wanted me to get the community college experience. So Here you are getting it. <laughs> yes, yes, oh, two, yes. Uh, Several decades later. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. for you, yeah. in your journey through education, yeah. what does it mean to you to not remain stagnant? Because you could have easily stayed in Florida, stayed absolutely. in Missouri. Missouri. What is it that keeps that drive going and you know makes you want to evolve and just keep developing and growing as a person and as an educator, not remaining stagnant and just staying comfortable? Yeah. Because for so many educators, they just, not to um, diss or say, speak bad on it, but right. just to say some educators oftentimes will stay at a certain place and retire there. For right. you, you have went from place to place. Right. What is it that motivates it, gives right. you that ambition to keep uh, trying new things? Yeah, My drive really is to reach out as the best that I can. Um, you know, starting um, one of the pieces that I kind of didn't add to this whole uh, story here okay. my, about my journey was when I originally came to the US, the college that I went to, they had an engineering program, okay. but it was very new, nobody's really tried it out. So, needless to say, I wasn't very successful when I started the program there, which is why I went to Florida to pursue my engineering degree. So it's always kind of been something that I felt was needed back at that college. Well, fast forward 15 years later, after I got my engineering degree, the opportunity came to go back to uh, where I started off to just make it possible for students that didn't have that opportunity. And I think I did that. And for me, that's part of my journey is, okay, now that we've got this here, it's good. What's the next one? I know there are a lot, a lot of people, a lot of areas that need help and support. So. Uh, what was going to be my next opportunity? Okay. Uh, let's 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 Did move you on. All, my last question I may sure. ask. Yeah. Twenty years later, yeah. you have your doctorate degree. How do you challenge yourself? Right. So I've always said I've got the doctorate degree. It has put me in a position yes. where I can actually be exposed, meet people. Right. Okay. Uh, that's great. Um, students look up to me and ask the same question. You know, what does it take to get that? How has it made a difference in your life? And I go, it's a title if you don't use it, right? Okay. You actually put it to work when you actually help others or you help people pave the way for success through that. And I think it's given me the opportunity to do okay. that, so yeah. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having us. It is my pleasure. Thank yes. you all for watching it.
Hello, this is Michael Ewer with EagleStream, and I'm happy to be here today at the African American Cultural Celebration at the North Carolina Museum of History. Our special guest is Heron, and he is Heron Bay. And he is from Newburn area with the John Canute Dancers and Singers. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what you did here today and what and what you do every year. And what do you do in Newburn with John Canute? Well, John Canute is part of Tryon Palace's outreach program into the African American community. Okay. Um, I greatly commend Tryon Palace for its efforts to reach out into the black community or the African American mm -hmm. community. So John Canute is a reflection of of what a group of people had could do when uh, they had one day off to celebrate from their home culture. Mm -hmm. And that was John Canoe. And that's why we do this in Eastern North Carolina. It is said to be the first place that they have records showing where these people took part in the continental USA mm -hmm. for John Canoe, which was not the USA yet. It was still just the 13 colonies. All right. Mm -hmm. And, um, Edenton, where Tyrone Palace is at. No, no, no. We're, Edenton is Tyrone Palace before the governor moved to New Bern. So, Edenton, New Bern, Fayetteville, the the state capital, all have these streets leading up to it. Yeah. So, New Bern is a significant yeah. place. Tell New us Bern was the first official capital. capital. Exactly. Yeah. I'm only going back to Edenton because the governor resided there. Like you said, they weren't really states then they were right. colonies yeah <laughs> but tell us about because you're here at the museum do you go to other places and if people want to invite you how do they go about that oh yeah john canoe we're functional all year round but we're very very busy doing black history month okay but we're all year round we have summer workshops that's six weeks long okay. where we delve into the african-american experience mm -hmm. and john canoe's role in it okay uh, so we're all over this state um Greensboro, Durham, Fayetteville, Elizabeth City, mm -hmm. Edenton, Newburn, mm -hmm. Greenville, Jacksonville, Wilmington, Goldsboro. We've been to all. We've even performed in Washington D.C. Okay. and Virginia in Suffolk. Okay. And another. Time I know that Suffolk because I I grew up near there in yeah. North Carolina, but on mm -hmm. the line. But tell mm -hmm. me, you earlier talked about John Canoe was the one day African Americans were able to celebrate mm -hmm. from their native. Yeah, from and, the home and, culture. And is this very similar to the John Canoe they have in the Caribbean area? It is that. Okay. It, it, it is what they brought from their people from that area. Okay. It okay. is that. So tell us, how do you go about selecting the dancers and singers, or do they just kind of word of mouth come and audition? It's mainly word of mouth. Okay. It's very difficult to get our people to fully participate because um, when you're doing roles of being a slave, mm -hmm. it has a certain stigma in the mind with people. So mm -hmm. it's difficult to retain people. So the people who you see in John Canoe are people really committed to it and really get the necessity of what we provide and the service that's mm -hmm. in it. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm gonna ask you about the possibility, even though I'm not the person that'll make it happen, but I'm gonna ask mm -hmm. about you coming to Wake Tech, Wake Technical Community College in Raleigh and maybe performing, not necessarily for Black History Month, but just one of those off months. And, but well, we during do, the school days, does that impact you? We do that. Okay. We go to uh, the school systems, okay. the colleges. Okay. We, we, we put that message out there. Well, I'm really happy that you took time to be with us today for a little while and share your experiences. Is there anything you would like the audience to know that I have missed? Just join in with John Canoe know our history, know the value of what we do, and appreciate it as part of the 
American experience. That's one of the things I like to say when we speak on John Canoe. I don't like to bury us on a simple little thing of black history or African-American history. I really particularly like to make it known we are a very, very important part of the American experience. Our experience really, really give the United States history okay. some powerful depth. From where we were to where we come, mm -hmm. evidence. Okay. That's evidence of a powerful thing. Well, I thank you, and I look forward to you coming and helping yeah. us wade in the water up yeah, in Raleigh will. outside of this. Make sure you get it with Sharon Bryant. I will do that, and make I'll sure make sure we get the information. And we'll see you again, hopefully, before next year this time. Oh, I'm up here all the time anyway. Are you? Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Hello, everyone. I'm Justin Silver, a student here at Wake Tech Community College, and today we're at the National History Museum, and we're celebrating African-American culture. And today I'll be interviewing Jose Reyes, correct? That is correct, yes. Okay. Not many people can get that, the role okay. of the art correct. It took many attempts to get it right before <laughs> this one. <laughs> yes. So, um, my first question is, I'm going to ask, uh, what brings you here today? Uh, well, I met Mr. Michael, and okay. then uh, through him I've gotten to uh, know more and more about these events. Uh, also, uh, I did not know this, but my university was here. The, the band came today and they played very well, and their choir also was here. So that's very interesting to hear them because I missed the band just by a little bit. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, what school do you go to? Uh, I go to St. Augustine's University. It's a small HBCU here in Raleigh. Okay. And what are you majoring in? I uh, major in engineering mathematics. And how is that going as far as like schooling? We know engineering is such a dominant and rigorous field. How is that going for you, being that you're a student? Well, speaking from experience. Speaking from my experience, it is a very rigorous program. And uh, as long as you got a good study schedule and if you're working, working schedule, you, you can balance your your study life, your school life, and some personal life. Okay. So if you could do that, you should be set. But school is always the main priority. Yes, school is always the main priority for me. Um, so there has been some hiccups down the road, um, but everything's working out now so far. And what do you have to balance your time between as far as school? Like, what are some other extracurricular or outside school activities that you're involved in? Well, between school, I, to balance out, uh, right now I have an internship with the North Carolina Department of Transportation. So I have to balance the internship with school. I uh, also am president of the uh, NSBE there, which is the National Society of Black Engineers. So I'm the president there, and we're trying to bring it back up and running. And then I'm also the treasurer for the STEM department. Oh, so, so you're heavily involved in many things. Yeah, I'm heavily involved in a lot of stuff. So all that can get time consuming. Uh, there's a lot of scheduling conflicts sometimes where I have to say, hey, can you just send me the notes from the meeting because I'm not able to go. But at the end of the day, as long as you got a group of people, a group of friends, a group of uh, mentors and advisors there that can help you out throughout the way, it helps a lot. Uh, you have a good support system around you. I believe so. Uh, that's good. So, what year are you in right now? This is my second semester senior year. Oh, so, oh, so you'll be done. I'll be done in May, hopefully. Wow, congratulations. Right? Thank you. So, after you uh, graduate, what are your plans to do? Like, what do you want to pursue as far as engineering? As far as engineering, I want to pursue mechanical engineering. Okay. So I know that's what I want to do for graduate school. I know I had to catch up on a few classes uh, just because of the way my degree is set up. 
Um, but on the other side, it is kind of late for me to apply for graduate schools right now. So I am looking at training programs like the one they have at the North Carolina Department, which is called TEA. So in this program, you, if you apply and if you get accepted, uh, you rotate through their units for 18 months. Okay, and then in the end of it, you can start working there. What is it that makes you want to pursue mechanical engineering? Has that always been a dream of yours or is it something that happened later in life where you thought, oh, this is my calling, this is what I want to do? It's a little bit of both. Okay. Um, I've always thought of, and my dream was, you know, I want to work with vehicles. Want to work with cars. I want to work with vehicles. And uh, in high school, I did a lot of classes dealing with automotive technology. Okay. And that was really fun for me. And from there, you know, I was like, what's the next step up? Oh, how can you better yourself? In this? How can I better myself? It's like, yes, here, I'll just, I'll get to see the, the finished product per se. But okay. how can I be the person helping make that product? So I believe in mechanical engineering, I could do that. Uh, in the research area, like the material sciences part of it, or because um, or I've also like electronics, so like the mechatronics part of it, from what I understand is part of electrical engineering and part of mechanical engineering. So all of this is really interesting to me. Um, it's just, I've, there's a lot of fields I would like to go into, it's just mechanical engineering just, is your call. It's, it, it calls a little more to me, yeah. Now, my, before you wrap this up, my last question will be, let's say, so you graduate in May, in five years, where do you see yourself? What do you want to be involved in as far as mechanical engineering? Five years, that's a, that's a long time. I know. What are your goals that you have set for yourself? Well, the goals I have set for myself is in five years from now, I am starting up my own company. Um, I have some professional experiences from the workplace, either from the pu public or the private sector. So for five years from now, I hope to be getting my PE. In uh, this time, I've already uh, accomplished getting my FE. So then I'll be a professional engineer, which would be great for uh, helping out the degree I've already got and uh, I plan on starting my own company too so there's there's always something I've been looking into since I was young I've, I've, I've had the fortunate opportunity to work with people that have had their own businesses so I've seen how that works out you've seen the example set yes you know what you want well best of luck with all your future endeavors and thank you for having me oh thank you for having me here today oh yes